This scripture reading is from Matthew, the 13th chapter, and in this scripture, you are going to hear probably some very familiar parables from Jesus. So listen now for the word of the Lord. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid, and then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore. They sat down and they put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. This is the end of the reading. I thought it might be good just to ask, you know, how are you feeling? We've been in this pandemic time much longer than what I think any of us thought we would be. And in these times when we have much civil unrest, when we have questions about our police and our, now our federal authorities and their use of force, when we are being opened up to seeing the ways that our country and our world has worked with new eyes, when we thought that many places were sort of over the hump of infections and now Many more are becoming prevalent and more deaths are coming to pass. When our school systems are making very hard decisions about whether they're going to have students in the classroom, out of the classroom, some hybrid, and when we have questions about the, the equitable situations of people, do, do those students, do all students have access to Wi-Fi? Do they have access to computers? What about parents? What about parents that can't work from home? What about, how are you feeling? We're all struggling with different questions about this time. And in these times, it can feel, at least to me, as this new word has come to the fore, if you start doom scrolling a little too much. Doom scrolling, it really almost tells us that there isn't any good news. And it can feel that way in these times. In these times, it can also feel like the biblical saying about the sins of the fathers, and we're going to be equitable here. We're going to be, you know, the sins of the fathers and the mothers. 
being revisited on the third and the fourth generations. It can feel like that is a very, very real kind of thing as we think about the history of our country and how those sins, those broken pieces of us, the way that we've done things here have come back, the bad parts of it have been shown to us again. So how is it that we might come to believe that, as Jesus said, that the kingdom of heaven is among you? That the kingdom of grace, of love, of hope, of joy, of salvation is, is among you, is, is with you in, in the here and the now, even when what it looks like around us is that it seems to be the opposite. Well, it, it goes, I think, to what we believe the kingdom of heaven is. As a child, I think there were people who told me, you know, that heaven, that heaven was a place where I could get to ride my bicycle on streets paved with gold. That it was a city shining on a hill. That it was, that when I died, that that would be a place I would go to. Well, Jesus talked about the kingdom of heaven being a place of here and now. But of course, we don't see kids getting to ride their bikes on streets paved with gold and cities shining on a hill. It feels like our cities that used to be shining on a hill have become quite tarnished. Well, the disciples believed, and probably the Hebrews believed, that the kingdom of heaven was a real kingdom with a real king in real time. They believed in a Messiah that would come, that would, that would reestablish the kingdom of God, would displace, in Jesus' time, displace the Romans, would set up this theocracy again, and that that Messiah, at least for the disciples, might be Jesus. And so their ideas about what that might be, that they, you know, they might get to be in the Jesus' cabinet. They might get to be his right-hand men, you know, right there at the seat of God's power. Wow, what a vision that might have been for them, for these people who felt very much oppressed and put down by the government as it was, to be able to rise up and to rule on their own and to think about that God would be in God's rightful place within the culture And so their vision of the kingdom of heaven might have included that. So now imagine that then Jesus drops these parables on them. The kingdom of heaven is like weeds that grow up in the midst of everything. And that these weeds then become a bush where all the birds can make a nest and it's good for them. Well, I paraphrase a little bit there. You see, mustard, Christians often think about mustard seed as this lovely thing, and somebody planted it, and it lovely and wonderful, and it becomes this bush and all that. Mustard was a weed. You didn't want it in your field. You pulled it up, and you burnt it in that time, at least as far as my research shows, that it was like, in my yard, violets. I'm not a fan of violets. And, you know, I'm not going to kill everything in order to get rid of my violets. I'm not, I just don't think that's right for the environment. But I do other things in order to try to get rid of the violets. So Jesus is saying, it's like, Joel, the kingdom of heaven is like violets. Like, you think you got rid of them? 
And guess what? There they are, little blue flower, peeking out at you, waving at you, hello. Right? And it's, it's as if the kingdom of heaven is this really disruptive thing that is, that is sort of quiet, that's hard to see at times, that may even be something that is a little disquieting. I mean, I just, I find it fascinating that Jesus uses this, especially the mustard, that it's something that is just, it wouldn't have been valued at all. And he completely flips the script. The kingdom of heaven, because nobody would have sown mustard seed in their field, by the way. Mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field, smallest of the seeds. And I think some of what he's talking about is like I just said to the kids, like this, this small thing can have a huge impact, Yes. But I also think that Jesus is saying it's unexpected. The kingdom of heaven comes in places and times where we're maybe not exactly looking for it through people that we might not expect it to come from. He tells them the next parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until it was all leaven. Well, three measures of flour is a lot of flour. I can't really say how much, but it's a lot and it would make a lot of food and bread for people. So it has this outsized influence. This, this leaven, this yeast has this outsized influence on the dough, on the flour. But what's interesting is that yeast in that time didn't come in a neat little packet like this. How you got yeast was you took bread and you let it rot. And then you used part of that in order to leaven, to yeast the next batch. And here's the thing. If you used too much, oh, the the bread would still rise, but when you ate it, it could kill you because it it wouldn't die in the thing. If it wasn't quite right, then you could you lose the whole thing of flour. It wasn't stable like our yeast is today. And if you look at the Bible and you look up yeast or leaven, most of the time it is something bad. Jesus said at one point, look at the leaven of the Pharisees. And he meant this evil influence that they were having, this bad influence they were having. So Jesus, again, takes something... That isn't necessarily lifted up as a wonderful thing and says the kingdom of heaven is like this thing that is unexpected. You find it in places that you're not expecting them and it has this outsized influence. And so those two parables, it seems like sort of talk about the image of the kingdom of heaven in in the same way as something that's unexpected, as something that has an outsized influence, and it uh, doesn't have to be this huge thing. And then he says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid, and then in his joy goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Here's the question, as one commentator raised, why was this person searching for treasure on somebody else's land? (laughs) I have no answer to that question. I just think it's interesting that Jesus uses this. But the person finds the treasure and he doesn't alert the landowner. He does everything that he can to go and buy the piece of land from the landowner to have this treasure. It's a fascinating parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now this seems a little bit more like, oh, okay, this is, this is kind of cool. Like we get it. Like we find something that we value and we're like, man, I'm, I'm willing to pay 
a premium for that. Well, here's the thing. Merchants weren't necessarily lifted up in this time. They were often seen more like, and please forgive me for using a stereotype, but I'm going to use it. They were sort of seen like used car salesmen. You know, they were slick. They always try to get one over on you. And so to use a merchant as part of this is seen as a little bit problematic. Again, unexpected. But I think the impetus of it is the same, is that when you discover something that is of such great value, you will give and do whatever it takes to possess it, to be part of it. The kingdom of heaven is like that, that when we get a glimpse of the kingdom, when we get a sense of it, that it calls out of us something enormous, that we are willing to sacrifice, we are willing to give all in order to be part of that kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is surprising like like violets. One writer said, about the pearl and and about the field that once one person has sacrificed everything to make the ultimate purchase, there's nothing left to buy or sell. You're done. That merchant is out of business now because he's taken everything he had to get this thing that is of ultimate value. And so what is it that we might be willing to give all to possess. Later on, Jesus asked the disciples, have they understood this? And they answer, yes. If you've ever been a teacher and you say to the kids, okay, I've just done this lecture, does everybody get it? And everybody says yes, and you know that in 10 minutes you're going to have 50 questions about what just happened. So I love that about the disciples. So, so, if, you're, so if you're like, yeah, I think I get this now, you won't in 10 minutes. Because there's a lot going on in these passages. Just know that even though the disciples answered yes. And then he says, then therefore every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. And what I hear in that is this, that we are called today to be the scribes. We're called to be the ones, because the scribes are the ones who searched the scriptures, who knew the law, who understood it and who, who sought to interpret it who sought to bring out the wisdom that was there. We're called to be the scribes now. To search the scripture, to search our tradition, to listen to the spirit in the here and now, to bring out the wisdom and insight of God in this time and point out the kingdom of heaven in the present, in the nooks and the crannies and in the unexpected places of this world. There will be those who will say that there is no good news, that it's all bad news, that we need to be paying attention to building our own kingdoms. Or we'll lift up fake good news that is of oppression or just of the status quo. We've got to keep things as they are. But when you and I have had a taste and we have seen the kingdom of heaven, we can take courageous action to put ourselves in awkward places, to put ourselves in in uncertainty, to seek the kingdom of heaven and to live out its call and to bless all people in the name of Jesus. 
This week, I saw the kingdom of heaven in a little nook and a little cranny of what we do here on a weekly basis. I was in our recovery center and we were in a group meeting and, and that group meeting is called Feelings and Focus and people come in the morning and say, well, here's how I'm feeling today. And they try to just be as honest as they can about that, whether that's hopeful or hurting whether that's tired or whether that's energetic. And then they talk about what their focus is for that day. This is what I'm focused on today. And, and, and so we went around and there were sort of the mundane things, you know, while I'm focused on just, just living today and, and that sort of thing. And then this one woman came around to her and she says, well, I'm focused today on my children because today I get to see them for the first time in a year. She gets to see her children for the first time in a year. And to me, I thought, that's, that's a gift. That's a grace. And by us participating and providing space and being part of her recovery, that's how she earned that opportunity. And so I felt like this is the kingdom coming to be in this nooks and crannies because for many of us, we don't, our, we see our kids every day. Sometimes we'd like to farm them off to grandma and grandpa. But the kingdom of heaven is like someone getting to see their children for the first time. I can't imagine what that was like for her. I can only imagine the joy of actually being to be physically in their presence. What would you give everything to possess? Jesus gave everything so that we might have eyes to see, ears to hear, hands to do the good works of the kingdom of heaven. So may you on this day see the kingdom in the nooks and crannies, in the leaven and in the mustard seed, in the pearl of great price. And may you be emboldened to live out that kingdom. Amen.